Hello and welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. We are on Gadigal land, coming to you today from Gadigal land, part of the Eora Nation. And we want to start by acknowledging elders past, present and emerging and pay our respects and gratitude for their care of this land for thousands of years. Down to the podcast, I'm Rhonda Brighton-Hall, and as always, I am joined by James Hancock. Welcome, James. Great to be here with you, Rhonda. How are you? I am great, thank you. Good. You have started well. It has. What are we doing today? Let's get down to business. <laughs> always wanted business. to say that. I don't know why. <laughs> well, you've said it now. Yeah, okay. You let's, need to sing it. Let's get down to business. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, move on. Quite aside from James' singing career, which is just taking off today, mm-hmm. uh, three big topics Yep. and a few big opinions amongst this one. Yep, we got great feedback from last week. I think we can say that. I know it sounds like, well, yeah. don't, don't pat ourselves on the back, but comments yeah. like we're, we're starting to hit our strides well. Yeah, I think we hit a bit of a pulse in that one. It was actually pretty cool. Yeah. So two news and one great. And yep. it's got a bit of an AO Australian Open, as it's called. Yep. The AO, the hat. Uh, bent, and you've just back from your pilgrimage to... Australian I Open. am wearing Australian Open socks right now. I'd show them <laughs> to you, but no one Good. else can see them. Um, show you later or take my word for it. And and in the background, James is actually not a bad tennis player, so that's where that comes from. First topic is whether or not you go too far out of your lane and if so, how so. If you're a big mm. leader with a lot of power, what does that voice look like? Oh, that's huge. We could talk about that forever. Tricky agenda. Yeah, it is. It is. Tricky okay. agenda. We're going to try and tread carefully through that with the help of a few M&Ms. Done. Love it. Delicious. What's number two? (laughs) (laughs) Number two. Resiliency and role modeling. And we've got a beautiful example, a couple of examples of that, which I think will be really great. Cool. And that's probably the other side of, you know, instead of posturing, let's talk about resiliency. And the third thing, we're going to look at some good work and we want to go to Alice Springs. Yep. And I think there's some really interesting stuff in there. So let's start with this out of your lane, in your lane. Talk to me about M&M's, James, and the article that was in the Fin Review. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So there was an article um, in the Fin Review, it wasn't M&M related, but then it's sort of, they boiled together for um, when we're talking about it. The AFR article is called The Short-Lived Era of the Woke CEO is Already Over. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good article. It's a really good article. It's basically <laughs> like, what's your personal view when you're bigger and in a higher position? Like, is taking a personal view? What does it mean? What's the org- what does it mean for the organization you're in? Does it make a societal change like, hey, what's the go? That's exactly right. Mm. And I I cannot walk past that. Yep. But when we talk about motivating people and getting to do good work together, we cannot go past the 1960s work of Hertzberg. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly what that it is. I love that you brought that up. And you, and you, yeah. <laughs> One of the top 10 downloaded articles of the yep. Harvard Business Review ever. Yep. Still today, how to motivate people. Yeah. It's, it's all. all about work. So he talks about motivator and yep. hygiene factors as, as you, you're the expert in those. But oh, it's yeah. uh, it's such an interesting conversation. I think when we talk about woke CEOs, that's what we're yep. talking about. Yep. There's big opinions where you rock out and tell people how you really think about something. Yep. And there's a risk to that. And that's what that AFR article about the woke CEO was about. Yep. Because if you line up with people, then yep. it's, oh, yeah, thanks, good, move on. Yeah. But if you, contrary to their views... They have a reaction to that. Yeah, and that's Hertzberg. Like, it's hard for me to explain it in words, but I'll try my best. It's basically like there are um, motivators and hygiene factors in the workplace. Yep. And hygiene factors are basically, if they're not there, you'll be dissatisfied. If they're there, you get no real benefit. They're just there. Yeah. And so that's they the way I would agitate. put that. They don't agitate. Yeah, they don't. Ag- <laughs> like, you're, you're, it's yeah. like a path of no friction if they're yeah. there. And yeah. so that's sort of where 
this comes down to, right? Yeah, it does. Because you're you're wandering over into a hygiene factor yeah. and you're making it a big issue. Yeah. And the hygiene factor is because society changes, views change, et cetera, et cetera. Like all of those things. We risky. Talk about. Yeah, it's risky, risky. But also like it's basically like hygiene has become the factors of hygiene change. What we can say about them changes. And so now you've said it. Okay, great. Yes. Fine. See ya. What's next? Like, tell <laughs> me exactly about right. all those things you and, said. Yeah. And I have to say, mm. and I know I don't want to be overly controversial, but I do have a fairly big opinion. When you see these people who are putting things out to say, this is what I'm doing because I'm yeah. correct. Yep. And so it's quite, they, they don't join the debate. Yep. They don't try and influence the debate. They don't change anything. No. They just come out and say, I'm a very, very good me. Yep. And I'm going to do this good thing because I can. Yep. And often those people who are coming out and saying that, and we saw it this week with the Australia Day debate, yep. is they come out and say, I'm going to work on Australia Day. Yep. Now, any one of those people can literally get up this morning mm-hmm. and fundamentally change their entire organisation. Yep. As you pointed out, they have a team of lobbyists. They could yeah. go to Canberra and join the debate, change the yeah. date. Yep. They could do all sorts of things to thoughtfully join that debate yep. and move it forward. But instead they come out and say, I'm working. You're like, okay, thank you. Yeah. And now someone has to make the social change and the hard work. And when you see the people who are actually creating social change, sustainable social change, ga- engaging in the really tough, rough debates, and they're out there and they have a lifelong passion for human rights yeah. and justice. They're not, you don't say, oh, that person's fantastic. I saw their LinkedIn post. Yeah. <laughs> that was a change they made. Yeah. They're actually people who have lifelong commitment to sustainable change. They're engaging in the conversation and much more importantly, they're listening for other people, other views. They're trying to influence, give other ideas, thoughtfully be educated on it, move everyone forward. And I think that's when we start to see really great change. The way I see it um, with all of that is that they basically can do it where there's no downside risk. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, hey, you've got a parachute and you've got a safety net under you and it's right under you and you're taking a tiny step off the ledge to say I support something that's yeah. cool yeah but actually there's no real downside for no. you and you would have worked anyway because you do every other day that's quite Spider-Man my second favourite superhero Who's with great power Batman okay get to Batman. <laughs> go to Spider-Man Batman. sorry I needed to know he should be everybody's favourite but anyway yeah. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man my second favourite superhero with great power comes great responsibility so we would say to people who are using their power to promote their own personal perspective okay. use your power which you have considerable amounts of to more thoughtfully engage and create sustainable change for everybody in this case, the country. So let's step out of, you know, changing the color of an M&M mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and into the debate around what it really means. Love it. Does Batman have any good quotes for this topic? Or uh, not? Well, well, let's start with a Harvey Dent one. Yeah, go for it. I love it. <laughs> the night is darkest just before the dawn. And I promise you the dawn is coming. Yeah. Do you like that? I like that a lot. I love that. I feel like talking M&Ms after talking Batman and Spider-Man is challenging. <laughs> I would have thought M&Ms were good any time. I would say True. if you're listening and you've missed the M&M one, go find it. Type in woke M&Ms. Woke M&Ms because they've actually decided to stop being so woke and just go back to making chocolate. It's okay for something that is not inherently bad like chocolate, aside from health or whatever. Ignore that. But just say everyone's allowed to dabble in a little chocolate from time to time. Of course. Just let it be chocolate. Go eat it and enjoy it. It doesn't need to have a political view or a social view or whatever else. There's no upside potential in it, only sort of downside, like we said. So I reckon go and enjoy a bag of M&Ms. So can I weave in a couple of Spider-Man, a, a Batman quotes? I want more Batman. Yeah. You want more Batman? Yeah. Batman is actually a source of great inspirational quotes. And it's actually, let me let me just give you a cue. 
success never comes without a risk, even if you're the smartest and hardest working. That's oh, a Batman quote. That one's good, so relevant given what we we're just saying. That's exactly right. So it means even if you're doing everything right, working really hard, you can step into this and have a risk around you. And those people who are doing it without risk are yeah. really missing out on the opportunity to use it. Yep. You got another one? I can feel it. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> Why do we fall so we can learn to pick ourselves up? And I love that into that conversation on resilience that we have often had, which I really enjoy as well. Yeah. Wow. And on that note, yep. I have one power. I never give up. That's a Batman quote. That's really cool, isn't it? Batman? Wow. Batman's good. Batman's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I liked it, but now I feel like I missed a lot of inspiration from it. There's like, a lot of inspiration. Mm. Yeah. Spider's second, but yeah, Batman's good. Anyway, enough superheroes. Let's go to topic number two. Let's have the great example from the Australian Open. Yeah. You've just returned from your pilgrimage down there, which you yeah. love. We've yeah. got the daily updates or hourly updates. Yeah, daily updates, good match, bad match, <laughs> long match, good human being, bad one. I don't know. Not Never really bad, but... Or just um, the ones that say, God, I love tennis. That was a few of those. <laughs> God, I love tennis. I had that. Anyway, another podcast on tennis purely, but... Um, there's a couple that boiled out. First one is Yelena Dokic. Yeah, that was cool. I watched this. This is amazing. Yeah. And so people will know Aussie tennis player, um, got to number four in the world. Really, really cool. Pretty pushy family that got yep. her to where she Quite was. Famous. Quite she's famous. She's told that story in her book, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, commentating, really good expert Superb commentary. Really I love good. her commentary. Love. There's a couple of them down there that are doing a great job. But no one talks about her expert commentary. She's being basically fat shamed. I like I can't put it another way. I know. And it's, it's bizarre. But what she's done is really gritty, pretty classy, I thought, is basically post some of the comments to highlight the problem and the sort of trolling and these shamers and these kind of keyboard warriors. Um and basically said, here's the type of sh- Stuff I have to put up with, I won't yeah. swear. Here's the kind of stuff. Beep, beep that out. Yeah, in case your mum's listening. Yeah, exactly. She, I think she'd be okay with that one. But basically said, here are the comments, but I'm big enough to wipe their names out, even though they're probably made up or whatever because they're heroes. Yeah. Um, it's not appropriate to handle like that. I'm working really hard on myself. You know my backstory. Yeah. And uh, talk to me about tennis again. Yeah. Really, wow. thought it was really good. It was very impressive because mm. it's the last area of discrimination which you can, is still a free-for-all. Like if you want yeah. to insult someone, fat shame them, body shame them, face shame them, whatever it is you don't like about their physical yeah. appearance, just go yeah. for your life. That seems to be something you can yeah, still fine. do. I'm like, huh? Yeah, I'm, I was, she's such a classy person and a fantastic commentator, which is actually more important yeah. in the circumstance she's working in. So I, the way she dealt with that, I was really impressed. That I thought example. it was cool. All the talk will be about other male players and stuff, and we will talk about one of those, but I thought that's one worth calling out because it doesn't. she hasn't had the credit she deserves in this area. The the other role model that just, uh, you know me, I listen to all the speeches after it because I, I really I enjoy it. I, I watch the matches and you watch the press conference, <laughs> and I like that, but I'm like, if i got to prioritise time, I want to see the tweener, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's true. So Alex Dimonor. Yep, great. He has 23 years old. He's yep. walked off that court in a well, was it devastating game or a tennis lesson. I don't know what yeah. you call that. It was oh, both. terrible. Both. I felt, really felt for him. But he walked off and did a press conference, which has subsequently got a bit of backlash yep. to it, but I, I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. He owned the defeat. Yep. He was incredibly gracious and complimentary about the person who had beaten him, yep. about how good they were and how far above him they were that night. Yep. 
and he absolutely owned it. I just watched it and thought, what a performance mindset. And I reckon within 24 hours, he would have been rethinking his next game, his next competition and what he does into that. And I thought that example from someone who's only 23 years old, owning a public defeat with the whole country watching him and wanting him to win was an extraordinary performance. I just think even if you hate tennis, what came out of that is imagine you played your best in the game that you most love. Yeah. Did everything you could do and it was like you weren't on the court because the other player for want of a better expert, like took the racket out of your hand. Yeah. They couldn't have done their version of great any better. Yeah. And any other human that we've ever seen play tennis would have lost. Yeah. We are up against someone who's so much better. Yeah. And to own that, learn from it, and be ready to go again tomorrow, I just thought it was an amazing resilience example. Yeah. And something in it for performance, right? At work. There's something in it, which is about immediacy, like all the things we think about, but there's the practical application. So we're going to go from Melbourne and uh, Rod Laver Arena etc to Alice yep. Springs for topic three yes I really wanted to put this one in I think this is really important I've been watching um, with some heartbreak the situation in Alice Springs um, they've got a crime wave they've got a youth problem it's it's incredibly sad for a beautiful part of the country and um, I want to acknowledge the group who met in Alice Springs this week to try and find a way forward yep. every single one of them and they showed the group that worked on it stepped into that room in those meetings knowing that whatever they did would be completely rubbish, not enough, too much, wrong, whatever it happens to be. They were facing into a 100-year-old issue, 200-year-old issue, and it's it's been there for a long time, progressively different phases getting worse and better. But there's been so many policies that haven't finished or haven't been enough or haven't done, and, and they had to walk in with all of that baggage of lots of smart people have come before and tried. Yes. And they have to come up with some action. So I wanted to sort of land with, one, wishing them every success, that they come up with some actions that are helpful. Secondly, acknowledge their courage to step into a really, really wicked problem with a thousand voices in it that's really hard Mm -hmm. and trying to find a way to listen to all those voices and make a plan uh, to make a difference to something that is an overwhelming societal issue. And it goes back to that first one, you know, the it sort does. of super, su- super cheap, let me tell you how yep. good I am versus I'm going to go in with a group of people and solve a problem that's almost unsolvable. Yep. And I really like there was a, a question that was asked as the Prime Minister got out of his car or whatever, mm-hmm. and they said, what are you going to do today? And yep. he said, I'm going to talk to people. And I thought that's yep. such a good summary before he walked in. Yep. And then at the end of the day, they walked out with some solutions. Are they enough? Probably not. Will there be more? Probably. Do mm. they need more voices? Probably like a thousand other things. But that acknowledgement that the mm. people who go to solve those really big problems at least acknowledge the courage yeah. and wish some success to do with something that a lot of smart people have failed to address in the past. Yeah, it's almost like um, are you going to put your body on the line or are you just going to post online? Yeah, um, and if you're not going to put your body on the line, maybe yeah. pause with your criticism of those that are. 100%. Hmm. That's us. Hmm. That's us for us. So thank you very much for today. Mm-hmm. Um, as we like to end this, thanks for listening and keep listening to each other, hopefully to us, yeah. and also to your intuition and the courage to find solutions to things like this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.